Welcome back to another episode of the Challenge Insiders. We're back to talk about episode nine of the Challenge 37. And Drew, the list made a comeback this episode. What did you think of that? <laughs> Wait, what? Who made a comeback? The I'm list? sorry, the I was list. too busy smiling. The list. The list. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this list prop? I really liked, even though it wasn't 100% accurate. Like, Corey came yeah. in strong with the strategy. He was ready to go. He had the list ready for when the bet truths fell through, but some of his names just weren't in the right columns or in the right lists. He didn't know where some people went. And I think it came back to bite him a little bit. Yep. hundred percent. How have you been drew? <laughs> I've been doing good. Uh, this week has been a little, a little up and down here and there, but uh, I'm coming out the other side, getting into the weekend. Looking forward to yeah. it, even though I have more videos to do. So let's go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs sleep? All you need is a lot of caffeine, you know, and just, Keep the midnight oil burning. Just keep going, mate. You're doing a good job. <laughs> We're going to move over to Chantel, who's going to once again here on this podcast prove why she's the best. Chantel, how are you doing? The best. Similar I to mean, Corey. Okay. Corey's the best. He, he needs to prove to everyone down there why he's the best, right? So, Chantel, you're back here proving today why you're the best here on this podcast. How are you doing? I mean, I think that my presence says it all, so I don't really have to prove anything. Just me being here and and speaking is is more than enough, I would hope. Um, I'm amazing. You know, like you, I kind of have less podcasts to do, and so it's actually quite nice just watching it and, like, feeling like you have time just to, like, take notes and kind of absorb it. I get to – when I'm not like, oh, my God, I have four other podcasts to do today and thinking about other things, it's, it's a little bit nice to be able to enjoy these episodes and – I thought it was a good episode, but it had some problematic moments that I'm sure we're going to get into that, um, yeah, it bothered me a little bit. But Well, still let's get into it from the start since Sam has already brought it up there, saying that he's real sick of all the sexism on the show. And we had a, a quick chat about it just before going live here. Um, the deliberation was a little bit messy. Like, Ashley is still getting blamed for things that she, or something she did way back. I know Bananas also had a bit of a reputation after he uh, took the money away from Sarah Rice, right? And that sort of carried on for quite a few seasons where there was the whole thing about the curse. Maybe he'll never win again after taking the money. Um, has Ashley, I don't think Ashley's won since she's taken the money either. Um, is there something that she is going to have to deal with? I guess it's something she's done. And, and I, I realized the way that Corey and Nelson sort of ganged up on her here wasn't a good look for the show um and like ashley said a lot of people would have probably done the same thing in that scenario because hunter well he basically slut slut shamed her that season that's one of the reasons why mm -hmm. she took the money you know he could have handled mm -hmm. her and treated her better in that season and somehow she's the one that's coming out from this looking the worst yeah absolutely i mean i mean you know i i don't think that banana's got as much heat as ashley has got for for what she did compared to what he did. And I think that what he did was worse because they were partners. They were like re repairing their friendship. They were working together really, really well. And you know, the fact that he had this choice was part of the game. So like, I can be okay with him making that choice. He had like, he had the right to do that, but I was still upset about it. But with Ashley, like, a, she beat him fair and square. So she was the one making the choice. So she was in the bananas position here. And he was treating her horribly the whole time, threatening her family. Mm. Like, I just, like, oh, but he, because you're friends with him, Nelson and Corey, that means that she needs to give him half the money. I, I just, like, I don't appreciate them bringing that up as, as an argument in this game, which it has absolutely nothing to do with. 
And like also Nelson has been seeing Ashley on and off. And like they've been sleeping together seemingly, even in the beginning few episodes of the show. She likes him a lot. And the fact that she he's like jumping in to defend Corey to like tear down her morals, saying that she's not spending her money the way that he thinks is appropriate. I just think it's really unfair. And if if Ashley wasn't a woman, I don't think that any of these conversations would have been part of the deliberation. Yeah. yeah. I I I will I don't hate a lot of people, but I really, really despise Hunter. I never liked him. Uh I didn't like him on Are You the One? And I didn't like him ever really on the challenge. Uh one thing I will say is I think that Corey and Nelson's arguments were loose to say the least. Like they were just flapping in the wind. They weren't there was no substance to them. And if we go back to Corey's notes, I know it looked terrible for them to gang up on uh ashley to gang up on amanda saying like 500 to gift card that one was like the most ridiculous like first and of I all i heard it's not like, true like if you guys watch the after yeah. show she's like no that's not even true that's like a rumor that came around and, and amanda didn't want any money from that also wouldn't accept anything and so i, I mean ashley gave her some birthday or some presents for her her newborn for her baby so anyways continue sorry yeah, no, I, I mean, the Amanda was a grown woman. She made her decision in that uh, elimination round in Final Reckoning. She decided not to throw in uh, Ashley. So they went in there, did their thing, and they got disqualified from the game because of the medical thing. And Ashley had to play the rest of the season. Her and Hunter had to play the rest of the season after that. It wasn't like they just got into the finals off of that one, that one, uh, them falling on the grenade. They still had to play that rest back half of the season. They had to go into the finals and they had to win. And at the end of the day, Ashley can spend the money the way she wants. And they don't, she doesn't have to give Ash, Amanda anything because of uh, whatever she did or didn't do. I will say that I think it was a Hail Mary though, because if we remember Corey's lists in the column of unknowns, it was Ashley, Amanda, and Amber. And he was trying to push the blame on somebody who wasn't in an alliance already. And you can't throw in Amber because she was with Devin. You can't throw in Amanda because she's with Kyle. So the only other person that wasn't in, who's up for the house vote that isn't in a vet vet team would have been Ashley. So I think this is, was their hail Mary play. He knew his butt was on the line. He was just trying to do anything to get her into the elimination. And uh, it was just not working and it did not look well their arguments or the way they were talking to her or anything. Uh, the whole situation looked really bad and it was poorly executed. And uh, yeah, Corey deserved to go into the elimination and I'm happy he won because he did a great job in there, but yeah, that was just a poorly, poorly done in that deliberation. Corey Number is now... one draft picks. Sorry. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's my, it's, dig it in there. My, I said my picks, number one. I'll, I'll, I'll take. I'll take it. You know, he's 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 up there now. He's got nine wins and three losses in elimination. So he's not that bad when it comes to eliminations. It's the final that I'm worried about. And you know, I think this was an interesting episode for Corey because he definitely made a lot of enemies out there. Obviously, you know, talking to Ashley in the way that he did, it's not going to go down well. Ashley's not, she's not the kind of person that's going to forget about it. And she's going to keep remembering that now moving forward in this season and probably in other seasons as well, moving forward. But I think the key thing here for Corey is that, you know, again, 
he's in a position where he knows that if he doesn't win, there's a good chance he's going in because he's teamed up with Bettina. And Bettina has never seen the elimination up until this point. She's a new person in the team. You know, Josh had some horrible moments, which we come to expect from Josh as well. But when you are at that point where you know it's between you and maybe like one other team, and that other team is Ashley and Josh, you're going to try and throw anything at the wall and make it stick and hope that it sticks and that they will go in there to actually have to uh, defend themselves rather than yourselves. Because even if you've won nine to three, anyone can lose on any day, depending on what the challenges or the, the, the thing that they have to do out there in the lair. So no one, you know, you don't see CT, one of the most decorated challenges out there, throw himself in season after season. He knows the best way to get to the final is not to see the lair or the arena or whatever they call it that season. So I get it. Maybe the way that he did it, it wasn't very tactful. It wasn't really great. Nelly, like Love by You said in the chat here, defended Corey. We come to expect that from Nelly now. That friendship's super tight. Uh, they do have a very strong friendship with Hunter. Um, if Hunter's right or wrong, probably wrong in that season specifically. They, I think they're some of those guys that are just blindly loyal to their friends regardless. And that definitely came across here in this season. And Ashley has had to fight now for quite a few seasons to try and keep in the game and that's a big narrative this episode as well Ashley saying I'm a two-time champion people think that it doesn't mean a lot for me to be out here and to try and win but I really want to become that female that has three wins um and you guys are way better when it comes to the statistics the, ah, the statistics and all those kind of things um who's got the most wins like Cara, Cara Maria is up there she's got what two wins as well so it's Ashley and Cara Maria both on two wins has any female ever done three wins or Evelyn and Veronica Evelyn. both have go. three and they have the most wins out of the women's side. Yeah, so she's trying to make history here. She's trying to get in a position where she can also get into that elite list of women that have had three wins. And it's a shame that we haven't seen that yet. And I've got a bit of a theory here as to what's going to happen moving into the next episode. Because, you know, I guess Corey and Bettina, they win here. The challenge being down there in the lair, it was a, a very difficult one that they had to come back from behind to win against uh, both Amber and uh, Jeremiah. But they don't get the option here to choose someone at the end for their partners. What do we think is going to happen here moving forward? I did ask the question in the chat as well. So as many people as possible go and vote there. Um, and we'll sort of review that towards the end again. But I've got my own theories in regards to what TJ is going to do with the game moving forward. Chantel, what do you think we're in for here? I think we're into solo participants, like kind of a free agents type thing. Um, you know, at least for at least for one and do some sort of purge. And so if we think about all stars and how they kind of were running some of those things by themselves and then the, the bottom few people didn't make to a certain checkpoint, then they would be purged out. That's kind of what I'm thinking will happen. Um, I don't know if they're going to stay free agent style for the rest of the season because we're pretty much we are at the halfway point. So they could completely switch it up in every man for themselves until the end and maybe then have a male female winner. Um, or they maybe they'll bring them back into pairs and some sort of way a couple episodes down the road but i do think for the next episode will be a purge of some sort with individual like people running individually it's my thought yeah i agree i think it's <laughs> if i was a betting person i would be putting my money on it's a solo game but a theory that i would love is if they decide that it's like midway through the season we're gonna go back to everybody just doing a solo mission kind of like in the first episode we're going to do a solo mission and that's going to be where you're going to be picking partners whoever finishes first can pick their partner reset all the partners and then lock them in like that's it we're locking it in 
You're running the rest of this game with whoever this partner is because they've gotten time to talk with everybody, see what they can do in challenges, see what they can do in eliminations if they've seen eliminations. I think that would be way more interesting than solo because I worry about the state of the rookies if this is now just completely solo now. Well, if it's solo, though, for the next one, though, I do think that... You know, I think that Emmanuel will still do really well. I think that um, Logan could potentially still do quite well. So for the guys, I can see them still maybe hanging and maybe beating a Nelson or beating a Corey. Because if it looks as though there is a puzzle element, and we know that both of those gentlemen are not the best at puzzles, we'll say. So I could see some of these rookie guys at least taking maybe out some of these vet guys in um, a solo purge round if there's a puzzle involved. What about Ed? He's not. Oh, bad. and Ed too. Ed's great, and again, I can see him do that as well because he's smart. It's he doesn't get stressed out that much. He's it's not as much on the line for him, so like he he won't get nervous and kind of throw himself off. So Ed also could mm. do really well a solo challenge. Yeah, and I mean he's his own best hype man. He'll strategize with himself before going into the challenge and probably end up doing well. What a great scene, right? Like as soon as I saw that scene on TV, I thought to myself, <laughs> he's talking to himself or he's talking to the cameraman. There's something, some weird shenanigans happening right here. Um, and I think Ed, the producers love him. We've said it a few times. If he doesn't come back next season and become like a challenge mainstay, like we're doing something seriously wrong in casting. Yeah, I think he will come back, but um, I'm wondering, though, if he'll need to get some more strategy behind him. Like, I think he needs to get burned oh, yeah. or something. Like, he needs to get irritated or pissed or, like, have some sort of... Like, he, he right now, he's just a fun, likable person that's pretty good at the game, like, naturally. But I want to see him fighting a little bit more now. So now that we like him, like, come and fight. Or I don't know if it will be able to sustain another season of him doing the same antics. Like, I want to see him want to play, want to win, want to strategize, want to position himself. I want to see that side of his game um, instead of just being likable. So if it if it grows, then for sure, I will welcome him back. Um, but this but might be think- one and done for me if he's not going to do anything different that's fair but i do think that we are missing that person that are out there just having fun and not taking the game too seriously like i think there's a spot for someone like that there because we've got all these people like Corey and josh and fessy every season um a bunch of but people that not, just take this not game good so, strategists. <laughs> not, not good strategists but they take the game too serious and you know i see it almost as like a very early not 100% the same because I guess he is still his own person, but kind of like Kyle when he first started, didn't take the game too serious, was joking around quite a lot. And to be honest, is Kyle a great strategist even right now? I, I don't know. He's he's surrounded by people that are making good moves. You know, he's surrounded by that group of CT and Devin and Tori. They seem to be a, a, a quite a strong for, foursome working together within the game. And, and I do think that, that group. So that's good. Oh, yeah, you're right. Ed's in that group. And I mean, so Ed is definitely getting sort of brought into the fold with some great strategists around him. And I think his strategy is the right one for this season, which is just to lay low, try and win some dailies if you can, try and not make big moves or create any enemies this season. Next season will be a second season. His personality should carry him over to the next season to come back and then he can start working on becoming a little bit more of a strategist or trying to pull because at the end of the day to be a good strategist you need social capital right drew and he doesn't have social capital in this game yet this is his first season yeah definitely and you took my point that i was going to make is that i think he's doing the right strategy now which is just laying low have a good time create bonds for the next couple of seasons but 
it, it depends on what the themes are going to be. Like if he, if it's mm. going to be a rivals, he's not going to be called back. If it's going to be an X's, he's not going to be called back because he's not doing much to really get into that realm of being called back. Now he has a girlfriend. I don't want him to cheat on his girlfriend to be in the X's. That was just a thing. If, if there's a theme and he needs somebody to play off of, he doesn't have that currently right now. And what I look for in challengers is I want to see something different. I want to see somebody have fun. I want to see somebody, but I also want some intent in gameplay. I, I, I'm not a huge fan of just somebody just sticking around. I, that's why I think I haven't been sold on Kyle so much. He is mm -hmm. that social person, but he just kind of just goes with wherever his friendships are and whatever Devin says, he'll do whatever CT says he'll do whatever bananas was doing. He trusts him 100%, but he never really had the intent in his game. And I, I want to see that intent with Ed, kind of like what we, how we saw with Logan or Corey this episode. I thought they were really good, and they were compelling because they had that intent. They had those lists. They had those names. They knew this was the time to strike. This is what we need to do to start uh, putting ourselves better positioned in the game later on. So that's what I want to see from Ed as the seasons progress or as this season progresses, or if he gets more seasons, I want some intent in his gameplay. Now, some one, one of the new rookies that do have a lot of intent in their gameplay and has impressed me a lot this episode is Logan. Um, Logan is someone that definitely has that killer instinct coming from Survivor, understands strategizing, understand putting pressure. I mean, it was a big ballsy move, a big baller move to be out there, you know, in the pit, trying to fight for the balls, making a big baller move, saying to Nelly, listen, Nelly, defend me. If you defend me, I won't throw you in there. But if you don't defend me, I can't guarantee all, all bets are off, basically. And he put that pressure on both Ed and Nelly, and they both kind of backed off and helped him to get the win here at the end. It was pretty impressive to see. We don't see this level of strategizing a lot when it comes to newbies in the show. Um, what do we think of him, Drew? You know, since you spoke about intent, wanting, and I know he's your one of your rookies, but, you know, since we spoke about intent and, and someone that wants to win the game and put themselves in the best possible position, you know, there's been episodes where he's been really quiet. We haven't seen much of him, but the times that we have seen him, he seems to be one of those players that, you know, strategy-wise, he definitely has that. Yeah, I think he's always thinking. He's the type of, player that's always thinking of angles looking at taking mental notes of who's with whom and i think he was just ready to to make a move this time and i i think he saw his his position was perfect in this game ed talked about in the aftermath that once you're down there and you're just like locked in with two other guys and you've been doing this for multiple rounds you're just tired and you just want to be done you kind of want to just go off i'm sure ed didn't feel like he was in any trouble even though he said that when he went back up after he lost that final round, Ashley like walked away from him. Like she was pissed <laughs> that he let that go. And I think Nelson felt good because he knows that big T and Logan are really strong or have a really strong connection with each other. So I think he felt like I'm cool with keeping myself safe. I don't think I'm going to be a houseboat because I'm in a vet vet team. So I'm good. Like, let's, let's do this thing. Like I'll, I'll sacrifice myself for, I won't win another daily challenge. I, 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 I threw this one away. Like I didn't need to win it kind of thing. So uh, I think it was good. I think it was a good strategy and he get into a little bit of power and he pretty much got exactly what he wanted. He wanted the matchup and he got it. He said it halfway through this episode, he called the shot and it, it worked out. Yeah, yeah it was a really funny I, scene. Chantel, how, how funny was the scene between Logan and Big T where he was trying to get Big T to turn on her partner? <laughs> um, and I love I love that, just that, 
relationship between the two, the way that they're sort of working together. Um, and Big T, you know, with Logan here, it seems to be like she's getting a better footing in the game now because we were very worried for Big T early in the season. No one seemed to want to work with her. The veterans were sort of shutting her out. Logan now has a bit of a, uh, an alliance here with Devin, with Josh, with her. So she is starting to move into a potential four-person uh, voting block within the game. Are we thinking that Big T through Logan at this point is sort of slowly but surely creeping up there and getting into a better position in the game. She didn't do bad on this daily as well, actually. Um, I mean, I think Big T is getting a little bit of the the Tory, you know, uh, challenge-itis where she's like with a guy that's a good that's good at this game and is and is working for her. And so I think she really likes the fact that Logan is looking out for her, taking care of her. Like she's not had that in the game before, and it's a different type of social relationship and social dynamic that she's eating up and, she, and, it's, and it's allowing her to excel and it's allowing her to have someone to strategize with that she knows is on her side and so I think this is really good for Big T's longevity in, in, in future seasons just to be like oh wait like I can do well and position myself well if I have somebody supporting me so I think it's really great for Big T, um, Big T moving forward. Um, I loved everything that Logan did this episode. I thought the threat on that hill, that mud pit hill was way better than Ashley's threat that named the title of last episode. Like yeah. that was the type of threat that you want to be making. It's like, hey, you know, you can let, you can not let me have it. And then if I do win, you would be an option or you can let me have it and I won't put you up. And I think it was really great for him as well to prove that he's going to keep his end of the bargain with that, with those guys. If things change around, chances are that they're not going to be looking at him as the rookie that they want to throw in. So I think it was all around good for both Big T and Logan. And I love that Logan is also recognizing that Nelson and Corey don't want to run the final with Big T. And he does. He seems to want to do that. And so I think that that's also great that he's doing what it takes to help her get to a final with people that want to run with her. Mm. And it's also a way for Big T to sort of move away from both Nelson and Corey, because obviously there is a familiarity there with having played a couple of seasons with them where maybe she still wants to work with them to a certain degree. So how do you get her to move away from that faction is basically by being honest and letting her know you're not an option for them coming into the end game. And then the threat works so well against Nelly T because Nelly T has gone into a lot of eliminations in the past and he knows that anything can happen on the day and he can go home so for these veterans you know talk about you know being scared they definitely are scared of going down there and being in the eliminations and you know Corey sort of hyped himself up saying that you know he's going to prove why he's one of the best and go back down there and win but prior to that he wanted no bar of it um and a massive fight happened between josh and Corey here and josh freaking out basically in the middle of this challenge because how dare people try to win and take this win away from him guys Oh gosh. So this fight, I mean, I, I understand what Josh, like why he's annoyed and upset. And it's because they, they know that Ed is working with the vets and they know that Jeremiah isn't working with the vets. He's working more so with Corey. And so I know that the argument is, it's like, well, Corey did the same thing. He threw it into a rookie and, and they end up throwing it to, and Kyle threw it to Ed and Ed's a rookie. And it's because who Ed is actually more loyal to and the comparing who, who Jeremiah is loyal to. So that's, I understand why Josh was annoyed because he doesn't, he knows he's, he's already spotted that Corey is building 
building his his army of people with the with the other rookies. And even on Corey's list, he has those rookies as people that are willing to vote with him. And if you saw the aftermath, the people that voted for um, Ashley to go in were those same group of rookies. And so, yes, it looks like the same thing. But I understand why Josh was pissed because it was obvious now that he was doing something to be like, oh, I'm just going to pass it to a rookie. And then the, those rookies take a shot at one of the vets. It wouldn't be Corey. And um, Ed wouldn't necessarily be doing that same thing. So I get it. But I also I understand why people think it's the same thing. But I don't think it is. I this is this whole scene was why I loved Corey this episode. Uh, first of all, Corey was super messy this episode with <laughs> coming back from elimination being like, oh, I knew who Priscilla was going to take. I knew who Jeremiah was going to take. He's saying this out loud to Josh and Tori. It's like, you know, that's going to come back to bite you. N none of that information can help you further in the game. It's going to only hurt you. And it, it completely hurts him. And then he throws the ball to Jeremiah, which is very reminiscent to War of the Worlds, where Zach throws the ball to Wes to help him win. And then we saw Zach and Johnny going into an elimination against each other, which is... I mean, it's like history just repeats itself on this show. But just seeing the passion and the fire that Corey had just to come out of nowhere, tackle Josh, pretty much choke him out to where Josh like freaks out. I didn't necessarily care for that. But when Josh was doing his interview, I'm always thinking like, how close are these people to each other in these mm. interviews when they're talking? And Josh just yelling at the camera, naming Corey and then nobody else. And that's when Corey just goes off on him. And I was like, this is what we've been wanting. This is what we've been waiting for, this passion, this fight. Corey knows that yeah. his butt is on the line, that he is most likely going to be this week's houseboat, and he wanted that win. He wanted somebody to get that win to really help keep him safe and then all of his numbers safe. And I just really enjoyed it. I really loved seeing them get into each other's faces, and it was, like, real. It wasn't, like, this Pizzagate. It wasn't, <laughs> oh, you blindsided me in episode one, and I'm not trying to take a shot at Amber, but it's, like, that can get old and played out too much, and people try to hype it up over the course of episodes. And this was just in the heat of the moment, and I loved it. I loved it. It was messy. Yeah. It was not good for his game. It was terrible because, like Nelson said, he has a ton of friends. Don't yell at Josh, but you know what? I'm here for it. And and in the aftermath, even Corey was like, I can't trust Big Brother because they always want strategy. You talk to them and they just leave and they never give you anything. They always want you to come to them. And that's the Big Brother game. You think that they're just like hanging around the house the whole time. And it's like, and I like Corey saying like, I'm not going to play that game that way. Like, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to cater to them. It may not help them in the long run, but I, I just really enjoyed it. Do now you listen. Think that that Corey's going to be thrown in every single week now, and if he doesn't win, it could. I be. guess like it's hard I mean, to say. We don't know what the what the format's going to be, but I feel like I mean, he's besides be rookies, out. yeah. Besides rookies, I mean, once you get thrown into elimination, it's so easy for people just to say your name again, and especially being the house mm -hmm. vote. If it it would be different if it was the agency, I feel because that's just two people voting you in. But being the house vote and people are known and put a target on you. It's like, okay, well, it's just easier just to keep on throwing you in. You already know who you can't trust and you know where everybody stands in the hierarchy of everything. So yeah, I think it's, it's not looking good. He's going to have to win multiple eliminations or somebody getting power. I know he can't, 
he can't help Nelson. He can't get Nelson to win anything, so it's going to be tough. <laughs> and Nelson's not jumping in for him again either. That that lifeline is gone this season. But, I mean, you know, I'll go all in on Corey. He's my number one guy pick. I think he can win a couple more eliminations when he, go da- when he goes down there, um, especially because I've similar to you, Drew, I've been waiting for something to show me that Corey is still in this game and that he wants to win it because he's just been so comfortable for so long. Like, you know, he's, he's played multiple seasons now where he can ride the middle, make the final without having to make any bad, no no bad enemies, no bad blood, you know, just ride that middle. There's really, it's one of the reasons why for me, I like Corey. I like Nelson, but they've become boring to watch, you know, some seasons. And I really enjoyed seeing this from him. And the thing that stood out for me, you mentioned Nelly there saying that he was making bad moves. Now, listen, if Nelly's the guy that notices this, <laughs> then you know, then you know you're royally screwing up because Nelly is not the most socially aware when it comes to what to do in the game, how to strategically place yourself. So Corey was royally stuffing up by Nelly seeing that, you know, and I really enjoy their friendship. I really enjoyed the whole um, dynamic between them. Uh, I do want to say, though, one person that got away from everything in this episode was Kyle, who threw the ball to Ed to win that challenge because everything came down on Corey. Corey's working with uh, Ricky and Jeremiah. Kyle was clearly working with Ed that round. We know that Josh has got a secret alliance and Devin's got a secret alliance with Logan. Corey's not the only one that's working with rookies, but this narrative was just being placed on him this episode. It was clearly deliberate. It was clearly they were looking for a reason to throw him down there um, and to keep their numbers strong. But Corey definitely isn't the biggest snake. And then we see Corey having a massive blow up with Kyle a little bit later on in the episode as well. So he was just heated this whole episode. And finally, we're seeing Kyle sort of being annoyed by the fact here, Chantal, that he keeps being called a snake because he says, Everybody in the game is a snake. He's just the one that's being upfront and honest about it. I mean, I don't care about the snake argument, to be honest. Like, the the game is called Spies, Lies, and Allies. Lies is the title of the game that they're playing. That means to expect to be lied to or to be doing some lying. So even for Big Brother, I don't give a crap about the honest game. I played an honest game with my integrity. I mean, great. If you're able to get to the end and use that as your argument to win, sure. Awesome. But in these games, I don't actually really care. I want to see people, like you're saying, Drew, with intent to win. And that's and that's one reason why I can honor a little bit of what what Corey did. It was the first time I saw some signs of him doing something to win. And I do think it was kind of snaky. Sure. You know, he was positioning himself um, in a way that he would for, for him to be in a better position. Absolutely. Like that could be considered snaky. But it's just because he didn't do it well that we're critiquing it. Like if he was if he was a little bit more slick and sly, we'd be like, oh, my God, he's a master strategist. You know what I mean? Like kind of like how Logan, we're yeah. giving Logan all these props. If we he was out outright and open about him being like and and Nelson got wind that he wants to throw Nelson in at some point, like they would be calling Logan a snake as well. So I don't care about people being snakes. Like, do what you gotta do to win. Uh, you know, if you get burned by somebody, just don't get burned a second time another season. So I'm fine with snakes. I I love Kyle. I think he's fine. Like, do what you gotta do to get as far as you can in the game. Yeah, I think with what Chantel said is exactly why Corey's getting roasted. It's the hierarchy of the rookies. It's who they're allied with and who they are working with. And Ed is working with Devin. Logan is working with Big Brother. And Jeremiah is kind of like an island right now. He's spending mm-hmm. his probably the most time with Corey and Nelson and Amber. 
And with that, he's not making a ton of other alliances and bonds where you have like maybe Emmanuel's working couple of people on both sides of two alliances or something to that effect. So I think that's where it's coming down. Everybody just wants to have a, a reason to throw somebody into the elimination. And I will say he, he's not being tr truthful with his vote. If he's Corey says, Oh, you can't trust Ashley, but you voted the way you did. And then Kyle says, no, I didn't. He just says, no, I didn't. I didn't vote how you, <laughs> how I did. And it's like, okay, well, we'll see in the aftermath. You did both the way you did. Like, I, like come on. If you're going to be a snake and be proud of it, like, don't say, like, I, I hate being called snake, but I'm going to just lie about my vote like he did last season and then this season. It's like, come on, man. Yeah, 100%. I do want to um, get into the live here. We've got a whole bunch of people asking some great questions. So Sam is saying, if they use their brains, they would go after after CT over Ashley. CT won more finals. Ashley also, uh, CT has won more eliminations in his career than Ashley. So, um, But again, I think it comes down to what you've just said there, Drew. It is the hierarchy of vets and who is aligned with who at this stage. We do see Drew talking to Corey early in this episode saying that he wants a vet to win this but a non-champion vet and that ct isn't a hundred percent safe so is i guess devin running the risk here of taking ct just that little bit too far in the game we've spoken about this if ct can get past the purge and there's only like six teams or you know eight players or something like that left in the game he only has to survive one or two eliminations like if you want to get rid of ct you throw him in there elimination after elimination you throw him in the early so he doesn't get the opportunity to get this late in the game because it's a massive threat to devon's game if he truly wants to go against ct at some point right yeah they're they're getting into dangerous territory absolutely they're not going to really have an opportunity to get him out um even so i haven't seen one of an elimination yet where I think that he would definitely have lost so basically you'd have to be throwing him down against somebody another powerhouse which would be you know like a Fessy or a Kells these two guys and doing some sort of you know pole wrestling or hall brawl where there's a chance where he would lose but any of the other games that have happened so far in the elimination I feel like CT would come out on top because a few of them had a puzzle. He's great at those. Um, and then they like there's some brutal brute strength ones, and he's great at those as well. So I think that they're losing their opportunity to get him out. And if they decide to take that risk and he doesn't go home, it's there's a high probability that which whatever partner he's with, he will be able to win that um, uh, daily and then get um, some revenge. So I think that they are scared. And they're playing scared mm -hmm. and they will miss their opportunity. And I do think that CT will be in that final. Well, if he makes the final, he's winning it, right? I mean, the guy's got such a good record. Uh, and, and I guess Dolores' this question here, who is left in the game that is a serious contender to take CT out? And let's look at this two ways, right, guys? So if it remains a team's game, you know, there's still the opportunity that Emmy might not stack up well against the other female partner and the other side. There's still that opportunity. But I do think that they kind of balance each other out really well because CT is well-rounded. Emmy seems to be pretty physical. I mean, puzzle, pound for pound. I don't feel like individually any of the guys that are left in the game really stacks up all that well against uh, CT. It's going to have to be a crapshoot, right, Drew? Yeah. And I was going to mention that I think this was the elimination that CT could have lost depending on who his partner could have been. 
and how mm. frustrating it could have been if he was really mismatched with somebody that was terrible. Not to say anything about Big T, but I feel like the mismatch of him and Big T doing this elimination would have been really, really tough on him. And so I think this one would have been a crapshoot. Another thing is if they're going to a solo game and we're going to start alternating between men and women eliminations, and now it's just going to be solo eliminations for the different people, like this was it. Like this was it. Like this was the only time you could handcuff him to somebody else to try to drag his performance down against possibly a really strong pairing. And if now, if it's a solo, you pretty much like, cut your chances in half because now it's going to alternate between men and women. If it's a solo game, if it's alternated, you're now losing out on taking him out. If you don't take him out one week, he's in the game for another two weeks. If he's in <laughs> like you got so, and, and then it comes down to solo matchups, which it's tough to know. Like it has to be a crapshoot. It has to be something else. But I think that if all of that's come true, this was the week to do it. And you kind of just lost it because either the women want to run with them or, Devin wants to use him as a number for now because there's so many people in different alliances. He needs all the numbers he can get. And if you keep him in the game too long, it's like you're going to get burned if you don't take him out now. I mean, you have to have a bananas type level skill in a puzzle yeah. pyramid and free agents to take him out right before the finals. And that's the luck. That's luck. That wasn't <laughs> skill by bananas. That was luck. Yeah, bananas are even good at puzzles. <laughs> that was, no. I remember that one was such an upset. I was like, so lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dan says he has a feeling that CT is going to win this season. So I, I think I a few of us it. are on that train. Well, I mean, he's the one that's benefited the most about this vet truce, right? Like all the vet, the vets have, mm. the, the, all the the winners, the champs, like they've been like, yeah, let's keep these, let's keep the vets together, you know, because they're like they know that they are such a you know a, a nice target if like and, and everybody can get behind getting them out. They don't have. You know, mm. they don't have their power in numbers anymore. And so that's why he's like, I'm not, I'm not starting this yet. Let me wait a little bit longer. Let me wait a little bit longer. Um, now, I wonder, though, and I wonder what you guys think. Do you, do you feel as though the producers knew that Bettina was planning on taking CT? So they're like, nope, we don't want to screw this up for him. So we want, we want him to, like, stick around longer. And they changed up the format. Or do you think it was pre-planned? I, I think it was pre-planned. But I mean, again, with the challenge, they they do change things on the fly sometimes. Like it does seem like um, with Survivor, you kind of, and I know there's some people who don't even trust with Survivor that a season is planned in advance. But I do think with the challenge, um, they probably, if something's not working, they don't like the direction of the game. Like for instance, the vets are sticking together too much here or they want to change it up. They might make it an individual. They might, might bring a purge in. Um, so it's definitely possible. Love why you here mentions that, you know, Cam tried to throw them in three times last season and production keep, kept them safe because i think it was a few times where suddenly it wasn't a, a team's thing or it was a female when it was supposed to be a male elimination there's a few people i remember last season that were up in arms about that um but i really wanted to touch on this here which i think is a really interesting point by love by you um always coming in with the hot takes here love by you saying that you know we need to throw ctn back to back to back going into a final because if you remember correctly Chantel, when we spoke about all stars my strategy that season didn't work. I lost in that season as well. Was to go for younger people because I felt like their bodies would recuperate a lot quicker in a game that's a lot faster where there's less downtime between challenges. Now, CT, you know, he is a, a freak of nature, but he is already in his 40s, right? So his body is going to take a little bit more time to get back from it if it's not just puzzles and if it's a bit more physical and it's a banger. 
anything that you can do to give yourself a leg up, even if you don't realistically think that CT will be voted or will, will be eliminated, you're probably in a better position just to throw him in back to back to back so his body doesn't have the same time to rest and be ready and prime going into the final. So I think it's a, a really good point here, mate, by love by you. What do you think of that strategy and why would they be hesitant to do something like that? They're scared to make a move against him because they know that chances are he's coming back and if he comes back, he'll take his shot and take them out. And so they they just don't have somebody that they could throw in against him that they know that they could take, that would take him out. And so, yeah, that would be the smart thing to do. Maybe figure out how to do it without it looked like it's you, you know, mm. like help a rookie like secretly win one of these dailies and be like, we got to get out CT, you know, or something. They had to have done something something earlier um and i think that maybe it was um fessy being so scared of other like the big guys that were on the like part of the rookies maybe he should have been thinking of working together with him like he was sort of proposing with kells because they do need to protect themselves and if they like if they had all stuck together they he would have had kells that maybe they could have thrown in to go against fessy or or go against uh, ct or even fessy someone that you can throw in so at least they're going to be matched up weight wise and height wise so there would be some competition that way um but fessy he was too scared of all those big rookies instead of wanting to work together in a smart fashion and be able to use them to his advantage later on in the game where they need some muscle but you know you can't you can't strategize for them all yeah we've seen over and over again that ct will not go out most likely in the first elimination like we've seen him go out in the first ones that he's been into like war of the worlds or total madness but it's like going back to rivals where we had the big group going, we need to get CT out on day one. They're like, we need to get CT out ASAP. Like they kept on throwing him in. People were volunteering to go against him. He, they didn't take him out until the final elimination. And there's a lot of speculation that Adam was throwing that one anyways. So, I mean, there was a lot of hail Mary throws, a lot of speculation. You have to have the goal. Like you need to have a strong unit that will not falter, that will not break, that's going, we're going to send him in until he leaves. And we got to just be on that. Because last season, I think Cam had a great, strong group, especially with the rookies who were not scared. They were 10 strong, and she had a whole bunch of numbers. And they kind of got burned in episode one, and then they kind of backed away from the anti-champs campaign and then we got to that point where it was like, let's just not throw them in and let's just keep them with Big T the whole time and see if that will if that will stop him at all. And it's like, no, you got to throw them in over and over again. Like, you can't be worried about it. He has so many friends in the game, but those friends have to realize they're not going to win against him. Like, Devin, smarten up. Like, you're running this house, but you're running it in a place that it's going to hit into a dead end if you don't smarten up because – that he, he can't win. Like he even said in the club, me and Josh have a great shot of winning against each other if we're in the finals. But if that third person in the finals is CT, guess who's winning and who's getting second and third? You're fighting for that one. You're like last season where you're fighting at a distant second and third. Like <laughs> you gotta be smart. You gotta come together. Like I'm I'm really surprised that Devin didn't try to do a West and try to like work with all the rookies bring him uh, bring them underneath his wing or try to like help out and then just have a barrage of rookies just want willing to go against CT and take try to take him out 
Rio asks here, is CT the tallest and biggest one who is still left in the house right now? And um, I think that he is. Um, the only the only opportunity that I kind of see for someone probably to take him out would be if, say, Corey got a challenge to go down there against CT, and it was similar to the one that he took Doral out in last season, which is all about speed and agility, mm -hmm. running between those posts with a bungee cord. I think he's going to outrun CT. And he's going to win that, you know? So that's the only opportunity I almost see for CT to lose here if it's something with speed and agility opposed to brute strength and, you know, what's up there. But we don't get a lot of speed and agility type of challenges such as that. And it's going to depend on what the format is here moving forward. Does it have a team component to it? Is it individual? You know, I hate it when they leave us. I love it, but I hate it when they leave us on a cliffhanger like this because I can't just binge watch the next episode to find out what's going on. <laughs> What is the big change that CT is doing? And like, you know, I gave CT a lot of crap earlier in the season for saying, oh, we're going to change things up and I'm going to bring a surprise and it's never really a surprise. Well, I hope that this one doesn't fall flat. I really hope that they do mix it up. For me personally, I really want to see, um, you know, I agree with what Drew, I think, said earlier. If we go individual, it probably is not a good thing for the rookies in this game because the vets could still go and sort of stay together. But I'm hoping that there is a, a purge element or there's an element of doing a challenge and those who place the highest can now reselect their partners like Chantal said something in that regard which just shuffles the house back up a little bit here um, and makes it interesting for the rest of the show one of the other things that I'm also very interested in here Chantal is why isn't it a priority for certain vets in the game if it's a team game you've got to have a female partner you've got Ashley you've got Amber there two champions why doesn't the men in the house want to work with a proven champion in the final? Why don't they try and keep them safe? Similar to how all the girls want to jump on CT, who's a, a proven winner in the final as well. It does seem like there's, again, a little bit of that double standard where the men almost think I don't a champion woman doesn't mean that much. Exactly. I will carry them to the win myself. I don't need a strong female here in the final. Is is that how you're reading it? Or am my, I my only word here? I was gonna say to respond was sexism. <laughs> like, mm. you know, it's it's the whole fessy of it all from last season where he didn't feel like any partner that he was paired with, including Casey, was good enough for him. And I, I think that mm. they don't see these women's game as something to respect. They did anything amazing like they just can't see it and so i don't know what their end game plan is like we were talking about intent a lot this episode like this um podcast and like i don't understand what their intention is like does Corey intend on running it with patina no they were planning on breaking up and splitting up and he wanted to run with casey okay but like you may not like ashley and you guys were you know rivals on one season and you weren't friends at all in in the real world but like she is somebody that would be a good partner to run the final with a she's done it before and won twice but the fact that she's done it before would be like yes i want to do this with her because she is capable of winning and so the fact that they're not thinking that way that he's i guess thinking that he wants to run the final with casey that's his only his only strategy towards the end, Corey speaking. Like, I don't know if that's the best. Also, with Nelson, yeah, like, why are can, you... Can I just add to that? Can I just add to that? Casey is the yeah. female version of Corey to a big degree. She's physically really capable, but I haven't really seen puzzle-wise, and correct me if I'm wrong here, I don't feel like she's got that. So... Ashley makes more sense to me for him as a partner because she's going to do the puzzles. She's going to do the math. He's going to do the physical side of things. So again, it just shows you that they're not thinking about the balance of their teams to, for her, him to go and select Casey. And I think that's why Casey was against that as well. 
it just doesn't seem like a good matchup to me. I just don't think they would do as well as he probably think they would. I think she's physically a great, capable athlete, but she doesn't have that part of the game that he's lacking. Totally. Not at all. I, I don't, go ahead. No, I, I, I was going to ask if you had uh, to finish or oh, I, I don't know what was I was saying. I was probably just rambling. But um, you know, even with Nelson though, like who's Nelson planning on running with? Like he doesn't want to run mm. with Biggie. Um, he's trying to get rid of the, the the vets. So like Ashley doesn't want to win with him, and she can be spiteful. So I can totally see Ashley like even if they were winning together, making him lose because she's pissed. So like Ashley's out of the question right now. So he's not going to run with Bettina. Like, is he also trying to run with Casey? Like, everybody can't run with Casey. She can only really want, like, run with one person. Um, and he doesn't want to run with Priscilla, I guess, because he was already paired with Priscilla. Or was Corey paired with Priscilla? Corey. Nelson. No, he was. So, yeah, I just say, I feel like he's, like, not thinking about who he wants to run the final with. Um, I'm not sure why. Uh, I would be thinking, like, okay, I need to keep this person in. I'd be talking to that person being, like, do you want to run the final with me? And it's like, okay, let's game it to make sure that that happens. Like, I don't know why it doesn't seem like anybody's thinking about like trying to run with somebody that they want to run with. And so that they can start maybe strategizing to get them to the end. But we know they're not master strategists. Riley here saying, thank you, Chantal. The guys don't respect the women's games. Even when Corey was making his alliance list, he didn't mention a single woman drew in that mm -hmm. list. And I did note that as well. He was mainly talking about where's Josh sitting Where's Devin sitting in the game? Where's CT sitting, you know? Um, and I don't know if that's because directly that's the only opposition that they think they're going to go head-to-head -head with in a, in a men versus men type of scenario. But I do think that, you know, I, I like Corey. I do like Nelly, but it's it's not a good look when you dismiss uh, the females. And like I said, both Amber and Ashley do deserve some level of respect as being champions that have won the show before. They're not getting that. Um, maybe they are. You could argue people want to vote them out because they're threatened by it but again it's the women who should be threatened by them not the men the men should be looking at this is a team game at this point who can i work with who can i uh, go to a final with would you rather want to run a final with bettina who you know bettina did do really well this episode i mean she's sort of said herself she's seen as a layup i don't know if that's going to be the case i know um Corey said even before the season started that Bettina will surprise a lot of people so I kind of expected her to win here because of that little comment he made before the season started um it wasn't a big surprise to me when she sort of stood up and in that partnership you could argue that Bettina so far has been the better of the two because she's been the one who's actually been figuring out all the puzzles the maths and all that kind of stuff and you cannot be one-dimensional and I think for me personally even though I selected Corey as my number one guy I have to be objective here and say you know, I know you're full on the Nelly train, but these guys are not well-rounded. When you're looking at them, you're not seeing champions at this stage in the game. They they are going to rely on a female to carry them. It will be a female who will win this for them. them. And they so don't strange. care about them, but they're going to have to care about that because I can't see if it's an individual um, challenge at the end. I don't see Nelly T, and I, I'm happy to eat my words. Someone can clip this and play this back to me at the end of the season, but I don't see them winning in an individual season if they're going up against a Devin, maybe a Josh, but Josh is also not bad at puzzles and he's done pretty decent in some of these dailies. Like it's going to be interesting because running and physical ability is not going to get you the win in a season such as this in the challenge, right? They'll throw a swim in there and they're done. 
Like Josh can swim. I'm not even, hey, joking. I'm not even joking, but like they Scubanelli can swim. Scubanelli, but he actually like he's not a great swimmer, and neither is is Corey. So yeah. like Josh is good at swimming. So they that's an eagle easy equalizer that they can have, or even doing one of those canoe things or kayaks. Like they're not that great at water sports, um, and so I can see that that taking them out as well. Just like water. I will say that I want to just throw this out there that I think Corey, given the chance and opportunity, he would want to run a final with Ashley. He knows what she can do. She know he knows his, her physicality and being able to run. We, it was just last season. He was so excited when she came back into the game was his partner. They almost won the mini final smuggle run. And he was really sad that she left. I feel and coming into this season, I think it's the context. It's looking back at his notes, the three names of the unknown, it's his butt or putting it on somebody else. And he thinks that the safest route is just throwing Ashley under the bus. It was terrible the way he was doing it. But I think if given the opportunity and chance, he would have, he would want to have her as a partner in the finals. But when it's coming down to it, if it's going to be him in the finals or her in the finals, he would rather have himself in the finals over her because he knows he can't go after Tori because he's thinking that Tori is on his side. He can't go after Emmy or uh, Priscilla or Bettina because that they're just mixed around. So it's like, okay, so I have these three unknowns on this page and I have to go up against Ashley because really all he has is that Hail Mary of, oh, she's a snake. She wears snake earrings, which is terrible. It's a terrible argument. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Uh, but I think that's where it comes from. I just think Nelson is there to survive. He just wants to make a final. He hasn't made a final in a little bit. He just wants to make it to a final. He seems that that type of player. I think Kyle's the same way. He just wants to make it to a final. And Devin feels like he's smart enough that he just wants somebody to run next to him and he'll do whatever it is in the final. Like, I just think that's the way it's going to be broken down. Uh, from player from player. I can't think of what the rookies are thinking because I think they're just also surviving as well. So I think that's where the strategy lies in the game with everybody. It is a lot of dust bowls in their brains of just like, we're in a game, just take it one step at a time. Kind of like Logan saying, I just want to take it one step at a time instead of seeing the bigger picture. But when it comes down to it, winners win by seeing the bigger picture and being able to make the master strategist. Uh, so I don't like how much heat that Ashley will get every single season where CT is just sitting in the background. I think that's wrong because CT is such a huge threat. And I mean, we have these big brain Devons who is just like, Oh, CT is my friend. I do want to take him out. I don't want to run a final with them, but I'm not going to take the shot either. And it's like, well, when are you going to take the shot? If you would, to, if you were to take the shot, yeah. you know, Wes would take the shot, you know, bananas was taking shots and free agents like friends are not, you got to secure the bag on your end and you're not going to do anything if you have CT just sitting in the game in the background going like, yeah, but how you want me to vote or not, because even in the hill, Devin was like, I feel like I can trust Tori, uh, Corey. I can't trust Ashley. And CT just instantly was like, I could trust Ashley. Like yeah. he knows, like, I want Ashley to stay in the game. I don't want Corey to stay in the game. I want Ashley. So it's like, even then. Devin just like kind of just falters to whatever CT would have to say there. And he's not going to bounce back on anybody if they're all willing to vote one way. So it's like, I don't know who's really running who at this point. 
And it, and it is frustrating because I don't feel like Devin, in my mind at least, has proven himself yet to the degree of, I want to see Devin come back every season. Yes, he's got some funny confessionals. You know, he always seems smart when he talks in the confessionals after it already happened. So you can make it sound like he always knew something was going to play out in a certain way. Like within this uh, lair where uh, they had the strategy with Amber going very low, doing the crab leg walk. He you know, immediately said, oh, you know, that's not going to work. Definitely his back's going to give out. Well, we know he's doing that confessional after the challenge happened so he sounds so smart saying that but i don't necessarily know <laughs> if he's really that smart you know so for me how devon uh sort of um cements himself within the challenge world and within the 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 ethos of the challenge moving forward coming back season after season is by making a big baller move by taking out a ct or betraying him in the game or something like that i i do still think his place in the challenge is not solid because what happens when bananas comes out of retirement west suddenly says i want to do another season there's a couple of other people that i can easily see his arch type they just replace him he is kind of still the b team c team of that because his physical ability is not up where west's is or where uh, uh a bananas is potentially within the challenge world and what he's capable of he hasn't proven that much yet he's fun to watch but i agree with you it is frustrating when um you see him just being a bit of a lapdog here for ct within the game even though i love ct and i wouldn't mind ct winning another challenge we do want to see everybody play with that intent that you spoke about earlier in the episode everybody should be playing to win this game for themselves i do want to address or just uh, read a couple of statements here from people in the live chat so christina says that uh Basically, they're all afraid of the twist where Ashley will take the money. It's potentially why they don't want to work with her. Um, also, Lily here says that maybe they're thinking that Ashley is too difficult to work with. And there was definitely signs of that this episode between Josh and Ashley, where you can see even when Josh is trying to help Ashley, Ashley's just going into a meltdown. She does go into these spells sometimes where it's very difficult. Even if you're a friend or an ally of hers, you would feel like you're an enemy when you're trying to talk to her just because she shuts down. And I do think... Um, that is potentially some of the things that come come through, I guess, with working with Ashley as well, um, and potentially someone like an Amber, who there does seem to be other things there where some people really struggle to work with her. Um, Ivan, actually, I think as a partner, though, she does pretty well. Let's talk about Amber and um, Jeremiah here, because we haven't really touched on them yet. Firstly, Chantal, you know, the relationship expert here on the panel, is are these two still together? I think I saw some Instagram posts not that long no. ago. Th I they're not together. Not, okay. And I believe that she has another um, partner or relationship. So I'll say, no, they're not together. Um, you know, I do usually like these relationships blooming in, in, the, in the challenge house. Like I do find it reminiscent of the old days and whatnot. And there's some messy drama from these challenge relationships. I want to see an X's four. So like, yes, like let's have these things happen. But like the fact that doing that elimination challenge in the lair and they're doing that crab mm. walk over. And there's one point that she's on the other side where the puzzle pieces are. And she's like down on the ground and she asked for a goddamn kiss. I was like, <laughs> you deserve to lose for that. Because I was just like, I was just like, it's not, it's not, it, that's not, no, it's not the time for that. It's not it, like it wasn't like it didn't seem like it was a motivating is I, I don't know it was it it didn't work for me I was I was annoyed by it and I thought that because they showed that kiss that means that they were going to lose <laughs> that's what it said to me I was like okay I guess it's done 
Um, yeah, and it yeah. was interesting because um, C, uh, yeah, J, uh, TJ, at the end there, he does not say, I hope to see you again or anything like that. You'd expect there to be that comment. He normally makes that with people that he really wants to see back. So it does make me wonder, you know, Amber wasn't a lock to come in for this season. Um, I could very easily see her not coming back here, Drew. I feel like um, she's not that well liked by even production potentially. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, neither one were featured heavily in their rookie seasons. And Amber did stir up a lot of the early drama with Fessy. And now that Fessy is gone, it's kind of like mm. she dissipated into the relationship of her and Jeremiah. Um, she did have a great approach of sitting on Casey this episode of, uh, <laughs> in the mud pit. Yeah. She was doing like a reverse like monkey grab to her. And yeah. uh, when she was helping a big T really trying to like win. But uh, it really just uh i don't know i don't know what to make of these two because i just don't think that production really wanted to feature them i don't think they were as compelling as they were hoping to maybe they were cutting them a lot out of the edit because they weren't featured heavily in a lot of the drama and i i don't know i really is a huge question mark on whether we're going to see amber and jeremiah i think there's more chance we're definitely going to see amber more than jeremiah i don't think jeremiah made a big enough splash to possibly keep coming on or be warranted to keep coming on unless there was maybe an X's three, but yeah, I just don't, I just don't see it. Yeah. Rodrigo says here for real, let's be honest. Amber looked really good in this episode with her hair straight like that. Rodrigo, she looks good every day to me. Like it's she can gorgeous. do whatever. She's a gorgeous girl. <laughs> um, and I am maybe a little bit biased when it comes to that. Cause I'd love to see Amber come back and play another season. Um, I, I am still of the belief that if there's a limited amount of champions uh, in the female side that we still see play the show. So when we've got a couple in rotation, let's use them. She doesn't necessarily, well, I, if you had to, if I had to throw this out to you guys here, I guess who of the big brother players that are playing this season, would you most like to see come back? And I think Amber would probably win that, right? For most people. Like, would you want to see a Fessy, a Casey, yeah. or a Josh rather come back than an Amber? Like, I, I oh, do feel like we players. need to break up if that. If we're going to do Big Brother, make them only come from this most recent season of, of Big Brother. Because, like, I like pretty much everybody from this previous season, or most recent season, um, yeah. enough to want to see them play. So who would yeah. want to play from this from this current season um in Big Brother? Who do you think would want to make the switch over? I mean, I would hope that Derek X, but I don't think he's a fan, but he might be mm. able to get like motivated to do it if like he's asked. I can see him like being inspired by like his his current season and like being like, oh my god, I didn't realize I love this type of game. So I would love mm. to see Derek X come and play. They'd probably ask Kylan, which I was like, maybe not Kylan. <laughs> um, so who would who would Derek X be most like in a challenge world for people who don't watch Big Brother? What type of archetype would he fit into, and who would Kylan uh, fit into as an archetype if they were to make the show the jump over to the show? Kylan would probably be like a, and you correct me if I'm wrong. Like he'd probably be like a young bucks type of character if he comes into the challenge world. Um, Derek X, I think it's so a little bit harder. Much. Yeah, Kahada. Derek X is Kahada. That's good. I like that. Like he's like yeah. very likable. Well, I think Derek X is tall, but um, like lean, um, good at challenges. Yeah, I could see a Kahada as a good comparison. I was my first thought was Jay from Survivor, mm. but um, if we're thinking of just just the challenge people i think how does a good call that's good yeah oh uh, well basically we had a question earlier here and i do apologize i don't remember who asked that it. it's a it's a quite a few up i'm not going to go search for that now but they asked who is in the best position at the moment for the females and for the men 
to win the show. I think we've spoken a lot about CT probably being in the best position here for the men. Um, if there is someone else, I guess, that also sort of comes to mind as someone that's very strong there in the, the men's side, who would they be and who would be the female that is in the game at the moment that we think is in the best position to go on and win the show? Um, can we see our drafts so I can remember? Yes, I am bringing, I'm bringing it up right now as we speak. Great You're probably just going killing light. time, killing time, killing time. <laughs> um... So I'll go first while you guys mm -hmm. think about it because I did spring the question on you guys, oh and God, I don't I mind being wrong sometimes. Oh, yeah, you lost two people, so let's let's um add that. So for the first time, I'm not the last, the player with the fewest uh, people still left. Drew, you now oh have my four gosh. players left in the game. I have six players left or five players left in the game, and Drew's pretty much got his whole team. I think Drew, you've only lost like one person, right? Yeah, I think so. And I got half the cast here. I got half. <laughs> you got five. Chantel has four, and I got nine out of the 18. Whoa, okay. Well, clearly you're you're um, more of a challenge historian than I am. <laughs> yeah, well, this is uh, It's all about the winner. It's all about the winner here. So we'll That's see. true. And you still have some big hitters left there in CT and Ashley that are still in the game. Nani's been playing a good season. I've really enjoyed watching that. Like, you know, she hasn't been the most exciting TV to watch, but I think she's playing a very solid game this season and she seems very grounded uh, this season as well. But if we have to look at who the top contenders are, I still think um, I'm going to stay strong with my team. I'm going to uh, represent for Team Chrissy, and I'm going to say Casey has to be still up there as one of the strongest females left in the game. For me, Casey's biggest thing has always been, um, you know, she's good socially, She's good strategically within the game. Uh, I think she won't be going anywhere soon. She's got a good chance of making the final, but it does depend on who she goes to the final with if it isn't an individual one, you know? So that's going to be very interesting. Tori, I, like, I'm not too, like, I'm starting to feel a bit better about her, especially now that Ashley and her got some sort of a truce going on between the two of them as well. You know, um, I do think Ashley kind of butted her up a little bit by saying you'll probably beat me in the final, because um, I think Ashley is a big threat to do better than Tori, uh, especially with the puzzle component. And I don't think Tori is in the same shape that she was when she was dating, you know, Jordan, because he was making her train 24-7 all the time, and I just don't think she's at that level anymore physically that she was at that uh, time in her in her career, a challenge career. For the men, um, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. If, if I have to look at my team, who do I think still has a good shot? I think Corey's going to get thrown in there quite a lot, and I don't trust Corey's ability to pick the right partner. If it's a partnership game, he, he kind of, for me, isn't making the right decisions there. I don't think he's individually going to win it. Um, I just don't think he's rounded enough to win it. So I'm going to have to go here and go for someone that's proven themselves this season to be pretty smart, someone that has um, won a few dailies already, and I have to say Emmanuel. For the first time, I'm, I can't back Corey as my number one guy anymore. So it'll have to be um, Casey and Emmanuel from my team, who I think is in the best position to to do pretty well. Chantel, you've had a little bit of a time there to think now about who your picks would be for the from guy and female that is in the best position. <laughs> could be anyone. It could be anyone. I just I wanted to stay strong, and you know I'm like the captain on the ship. I'm going down with it. Well, I mean, we we know that CT is is pretty like it's a, a pretty likely scenario. If he's in the final, he's going to win, uh, unless they're going to be taking them to a mountain of snow again, where you know he has somebody like um, bananas and I forget her name right now. You know that are able to overtake him on a mountain, unless it's that kind of scenario. And I don't even think that anybody can take overtake him on the mountain that's left in this game. So. 
we'll just take CT out of the equation. I'll just kind of look at some other people. I'm wondering if maybe Logan, this was his coming out episode to show that he's really looking to put himself in a position to get to the end. Um, and we haven't mm. necessarily seen him do a lot physically yet in the game, but I do feel as though he's capable of doing really well. Um, and he, it seems like he's learning and he's adapting as he's going along. He's understanding how to play this game every week that's going by. He got some power and he made the uh, an effective move. He called a shot. He made it. And you know what I mean? Like he he's able to use his power in a way that was going to be benefiting him or how he wanted it to benefit him anyways. So I'm thinking that maybe they're giving him this edit that this is like he might be the one that rises up from the, the rookies and gets to the end and wins. So if, if we're going to say a rookie here, I can see him coming in with the win. I also think that Devin, like I know you're kind of upset that you haven't seen him take some shots, but I could see him maybe like there's a challenge that's like that running one that he convinces Corey to go down and say like, you are the only one that can take out CT and feed into Corey's ego and be like, you're faster than him. You could do this for him. And like, you know, he has some power and sends and sends Corey in a specific elimination. So I can see Devin just waiting for the opportunity. I'm hoping that he gets it because like that would give, make him, um, you know, worthy of coming back for another season. Um, but I can see yeah. him making that move if he sees an open shot. So, um, and if he gets to the, the end, I know that people don't think that he's that great, but he's smart. He's been to a final before and he's not done poorly with Cheyenne, who isn't really that athletic so mm. maybe Devin's like he's sleeping we're sleeping on Devin here that he might be able to go and take out a win you never know uh female yeah. wise um hmm. I mean obviously Casey's definitely she's been you know third place a couple times in the final um, I was saying before maybe it's gonna be Tori though that's gonna go and take a, a W here she's kind of laying low she's not annoying too many people in the last couple episodes um and she's kind of aligned with she, you know, she wasn't friends with Devin, but now she seems to be working with Devin and she's working with CT. And I think that they both would be willing to run the final with her. And I think that that's kind of what you want to do now is position yourself with the most amount of people that want to run the final with you so that they won't allow you to go out be like, no, I don't want to send her out. I want to run this with her. So she could be putting herself in a good position. So I'm going to say Casey and Tori are probably in top spots there for maybe getting to the end and winning. Dolores here says that Drew is the CT of this draft pick. So uh, Drew, aka <laughs> yeah, CT, a purge is coming. It's going to be like <laughs> Bettina's out in a purge. I'm so, I'm in, and and probably Big T. Priscilla, out in a Big T. Yeah, that like, actually seems that pretty... end half out in a purge yeah. for sure. Even Josh but... could potentially go out in a purge. You know, like. By the way, that, that conversation between Priscilla and Nanny, where Nanny is like touching Priscilla's face, I was like, where's Casey at? When that happened, <laughs> I don't think she would have been too happy about that. But um, uh, yeah, I think Priscilla maybe still has a little bit of, you know, a sort of runway in the season in any case. She might stick around for a bit still. Hopefully she does make it past the purge. I'm a big Priscilla fan. I've, I've enjoyed I love her. her I love her, but she we haven't seen her be able to perform in that type of thing yet um yes. so she could definitely shock me surprise me but if they do because it seems like they did like a, there was like a puzzle portion of it and that's kind of why it was relating reminding me of um mm. the the final in the in all stars where like i feel like that's what's what's going to be going on is like solo and puzzle so i just don't know how well she's going to perform on her own in that type of environment but if she does well for like sure. i'm here for her i really enjoy her yeah drew aka ct 
What's your takes yeah. here, uh, I guess, with the people that are left in the game? Who do you think is in the best position to go all the way? And why is it uh, Scubanelli? I will say that uh, that y'all can critique all my players because I have so many. So, I mean, I can, <laughs> I can maybe say a few things about your handful of players that you have left. But I got two handfuls. I'm holding them by the bushel. There's a lot to critique there. Um, do you think you have the I, I winner didn't... on your team, though? I don't even think you think that. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I'm all in with Scubanelli. Um, I did a ranking video for last week's Tiny Table Talk, and I did a ranking, and I think people were misunderstanding what I was ranking the players on. I think a lot of people thought I was ranking the players on who I think has the best shot of winning, and there was a lot of controversy on my comment section when I had Devin over CT is the number one spot but what i was ranking them on is who has the best opportunity or who's the best placement in the game right now that is not going to be going into an elimination that does not really have a real factor of going into elimination when i look at all these players devin has already planted this the the seed of let's throw in champs and you know people are going to bite on that like if he said that to Corey, he bit on it if he says it to nelson he's going to bite on it all the champs all the non-champs should bite bite on that they should be like yeah we want to send in the champ because we want a new champ so i think mm. devin has the best opportunity of not seeing an elimination this season if we're going down to a solo game and we're going to be switching off i think ct is going to be one to fear so i think he has the best opportunity to win same with casey i think they're like top spots of course i would say devin is number two i don't think he's going to be seeing an elimination whereas i do think we could see ashley or kyle or uh even maybe Nani or Manuel will probably see an elimination at some point. He's a rookie. He's probably going to be sent in. Logan has been sent in, sent in already. Uh, so to me, there's still a handful of players that I think are still in trouble that we haven't seen. But I would say that Devin has the best shot of not going into an elimination. And I would also say maybe the same thing with, I think Casey definitely won't. I think with Nani's protection around her and all the players that are around her, she probably might not see it unless she gets thrown in randomly now because of what happened in war of the worlds where she was tethered to turbo and then just thrown in at the worst possible elimination where she was tied to a chair with camouflage duct tape. Uh, um, I, I like think they that switched Ashley... their partners to do that though. That was, I was so angry that she doesn't make me feel my fire again. I was like, why are they doing that? They're doing the other person and turbo. Why are you not just letting Nani win this? Ah, anyways. They they plan that so poorly because they should have done that when they were still in pairs that season, not solo, because that made no sense once they split it up and then was like, oh, yeah, you, so you need a partner that has no skin in the game. They have no skin in the game if that if, if you're going to be tied to or if you leave or not. It, it was so weird. Uh, but I think that uh, Nani has a good shot of uh, uh, staying in this game. I think Devin is one to not be sent in. I think everybody else has a real big shot. I think if Ashley stays in this game, she's going to be one to look out for in the finals because it seems like she's really the puzzle person. She's the main puzzle person in the house, in the game. Besides CT, she's like up there at number one spot with the puzzles. And so if she's in the eliminate uh, final with, say, Casey, Amanda, and Nani, she's going to surpass all of them. doesn't matter if she can run as fast as them or not. She gets that puzzle, she could make up some time. So that's who you have to worry about. So I do think she could get thrown in beforehand. And um, yeah, I wanted to say something about Devin. Uh, we, you might say that him. we might be underestimating him, but he has made it to one finals. His elimination record is below par. 
or is very we know mediocre. he's won one at least against West. He's so. his claim to fame is winning against bananas in a non-physical okay. light bright okay. elimination. Mm-hmm. It's it's he hasn't really done a lot. He's being put on like everybody's shoulders as like this mastermind. Mm-hmm. He might be the mastermind of this season, but like Chris said, if somebody else comes into the season who has all those medals, who has all that resume, who has all these experiences, Devin kind of goes by the wayside and he kind of like gets all frantic when he feels he isn't the smartest person in the house. And I think he is fine with this group because he's like, I feel like I'm the the smartest person person and everybody is treating me like I'm the smartest person. Ball's very low. Well, he is. He he is the smartest person in the house, I think. (laughs) Well, I think... I think he's the smartest person with experience of being a veteran because I do think Ed is a lot smarter than what we realize. I do think he's up there, but I I don't think think it's got the, yeah, I don't think he's got that experience. Like I said earlier in the social capital, I do want to sort of, as we get into the end of this podcast here, go back and have a look at the poll that I put out. So my poll that I put in the beginning of the podcast was what will be the big game twist that TJ will reveal next week. And we had four options. Uh, First option was teams are locked in now. Second one would have been it's an individual game from here on out, a purge or a completely new twist. So we've got 56% of our live audience saying that it will be individual game from now on. That's what they think is going to happen. The second most popular one is that it's a new twist, which is 20%. Then third and fourth is tied at 12% each that it will be teams are locked in now and a purge. So not many people are thinking it's a purge. And I don't know why, but as we've spoken through it, I didn't really come into this podcast thinking it's a purge. But I I can see it being a purge. I can see this next episode being, listen, we're going to get Mini rid of half purge. of the people. Mini final yeah. purge. I think I think people are sleeping on that potentially being the thing that's going to happen here um, going into the next round. Drew, you look like you're frantically doing numbers there. You know, <laughs> since, since you are the CT, for, you're the CT of the <laughs> podcast, you know, enlighten us. <laughs> well, the there's, I'm, I, I, there's, it's been mentioned that there's 19 19- episodes we're heading into the 10th episode there's 18 Mm. players left i'm trying to figure out how many more eliminations if we go to solo rounds will we get to and how many would that leave in the game um so i was trying to think of like okay if there's a two-part final there's 17 episodes there's eight episodes left if we just there's no purge there's 10 people left which was pretty much how last season was and then they cut it off right Or, or was it only four and then they cut it off to three i'm trying to remember but i felt like there was there was some there was something there was a purge in the middle of the final so with people leaving the game so much this season i was worried that maybe they would be like there's no purge and technically we can't lock in the teams right now because two people don't have partners so it's it it's it's something something's gonna happen i do think it's gonna be a solo game though i i hate that he didn't say anything though he should have said something or left it left it in there i mean come on now it's gonna be you know, how many sleeps now? Five nights or six nights of sleepless nights, <laughs> going to bed, thinking and hypothesizing what will be this big twist that is going to happen next week. And, you know, what? You know I just don't so need like, that in my life at the moment, Chantel. I'm already working too many hours. I need to get my, get my, my beauty sleep, you know? <laughs> well, I think that they kept it from us is because we're not going to like whatever it is. <laughs> like, that's oh, really? likely. That's what I think. Like, just tell us. Like, tell us, yeah. I love, like, thinking about, like, how things are going to work out. And so, I, I just to be surprised by it next episode, at like, I don't know, can you just let me know so I can be thinking about it for this entire week instead of speculating about what it's probably not going to be? Um, yeah. But yeah. Imagine right, we right come right into now, this next friend. episode. 
imagine we go, okay. come into this next episode and they have everybody lined up there and he's like guys the big twist is tori and devon you are now the new partnership and we're locked in for teams they should just have this music playing in the background going Womp womp because it would be the biggest <laughs> letdown. I would be yeah. so pissed if that is what they're doing for the next episode. Yeah, no, I think it's a I think it's a mini final solo run purge. Like maybe maybe it's only like a guy mm. and a girl gets purged, but like I I just I feel as though they're gonna run a mini final on their own and maybe pick up partners in between and then you know, kind of like how they did it in the final. They had like if you finish for the puzzle first, and the first other uh, female or male, um, opposite sex, finish, they would be partnered up for the next section. Like they might do something like that, and then who you're ending up with will be your partner for the next bit, um, maybe. But yeah. I do think it's solo for a bit, guys. I think that's pretty much it. Have we missed anything? Is there anything specific you guys wanted to talk about? I, I didn't get an opportunity to speak about this, but Tori in the beginning saying that a bone was thrown into the plan. Clearly she's thinking about too much bones being out there instead of getting ahead in the game. Really funny comment. I just couldn't find a way to segue that into our conversation <laughs> today. Um, but yeah, I think we pretty much touched on all the big talking points throughout this episode. Is there anything that you feel like we missed? I don't think I so. I just wanted to say I'm so happy that we got to hear the line that's been in my brain since seeing the super trailer. And that's we're not down there playing patty cake. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, you're like, yes, yeah. finally. I know how that comes into context. Yeah. And it is a dad. It is a dad who brings that up as well. So it makes sense. You know, like he would know what <laughs> patty cake is probably. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I think it was a solid for me personally, it was a solid episode. I know there were some problematic things uh, in regards to the deliberation and we addressed a few of it here on the podcast. But overall, I really enjoyed this episode. I thought that it was good to see the veterans turning on each other. Finally, we have now reached the playoffs of this season instead of the mm -hmm. prelims. So uh, I think it's only going to get more and more exciting here as we move towards the end of the season. So I'm looking forward to having both of you guys back here next week so we can get into everything for episode 10. Um, once again, guys, everybody in the live, so great to have you here. Really enjoy all the questions that you keep asking us. Um, we will see you next week. Same time, same place at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But before we leave, Drew, what's coming up on the Angel Cake channel over the next week? Uh, I got a cool, fun challenge video coming out on Tuesday and then the car video coming out the last Tuesday of this month. I'm for sure getting it done. Like, I have the script all ready to go. I'm about to start editing that beast. Uh, I have Wes' documentary in the wings. Going to work on it. I have a special... Uh, DM video that I'm going to be putting out in November that I'm looking forward to doing. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about sexism and I am already in the process of making a toxic masculinity in the challenge video, which, oh my gosh, get ready to see a lot of Zach in that. Um, Zach but yeah, and I have a lot Penny of, and how long would it be? Is it going to be like an hour documentary or hour video? How are you going to fit everything oh. in there? Mate? <laughs> oh, it's going to be, it's going to be so much. <laughs> I'm going to have to like, <laughs> I'm going to have to shorten down some clips and just be like, trust me, you don't need to see this. Go watch the Island. Uh, I don't want to just harp on that one all the time, but uh, yeah, it's going to be, <laughs> I have a lot of big content coming out. I also have uh, new projects coming out very soon that I'm very happy. Hopefully by this month, I have, I'm going to be putting more stuff on my plate, which is going to be fun. Uh, <laughs> so that's going to be exciting. And so keep an eye out for those, uh, those uh, announcements. 
Exciting. Chantal, what's happening on Reality Realness? You did say that you're doing slightly less podcasts compared to what you have been doing over the last couple of uh, months. I'm sure you're enjoying being able to take a little bit of a breather, but what do you have coming up on your channel? Uh, before I say what's coming up, the one thing I wanted to mention, it's just a quick little aside that we didn't talk about, is I yeah. love the daily because it reminded me of old school challenge. Like, I was like, mm. yes, get them in that mud pit. Yes, like, they're fighting for the ball. Like, you know, we see, remember in the duel where DM takes off the wig in a similar type of battle. Like, there's just so many of those battles in old school challenge days that I liked seeing just, like, kind of taken away. I mean, they still had the explosions, I roll. But, like, <laughs> it just, like, they kind of made it back to the bare bones with them in their base suits rolling around in mud pits like i definitely enjoyed the throwback to old school challenge so i just wanted to throw anytime that, that they've got there. them in their bathing suits i'm all for it i'm there ready to watch yeah i did enjoy it as well that's for sure it was just it just was fun like you know i don't need people to be flying around on car tops like to be to be captivated uh yeah. but for in terms of channel uh right now pretty much I'm going to be doing a draft pick for the Bachelorette season. So it's going to be Michelle Young's season of the Bachelorette. So we're going to do some drafting with some, you know, points like first kiss, first impression rose, et cetera, et cetera, with myself and Tanya. And then starting with um, a weekly coverage of that show, uh, doing Survivor um, US on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, where we're talking for about an hour or so about the latest episode. And then pretty much right after the episode on Wednesday, we do do the challenge with myself and Fanta and Michelle, where we go live and get really into the episode because we're usually pretty heated right after it. We're just like so angry and ready to go. So uh, <laughs> it's usually a pretty fun time. We usually talk for quite a while about it. And then obviously I'm here with you guys on Fridays. So that's my schedule. So, yeah. so lean. That's good. It's good to have a little bit of a lean schedule heading into the end of the year because I have heard that they're shooting back-to-back All-Star seasons for the challenge, uh, All-Star Season 3 and All-Star Season 4 back-to-back. Um, they have put out the date for the challenge, 38, I believe, till February next year. Um, and I think the All-Star Season, or at least Season 3, is going to be filmed prior to the next season of the challenge. That's a little bit of the, the rumor in the endos that I'm hearing yeah, out there at the two, moment. The two's done. So two's done. It's uh, it's more about just when do they release it, which I believe like, there's no date given for it yet, unless Drew knows anything differently there. But it will probably f fit in somewhere in between um, season 37 and 38. I think they'll have it somewhere in between there. So um, I do think, you know, enjoy the time now while you can, because we're <laughs> going to have so many challenge seasons to talk about going into next year. I think we're going to see probably four or five seasons of either the All-Stars so or the actual challenge and apparently there's a spin-off in the works as well which don't know what that's about yet uh so there's a lot of challenge content coming our way uh, but for now uh, I'm very happy to say that I will only be back next week to talk about the challenge again. Um, I don't have a lot of other podcasts going on at the moment, but we will have on Monday for those who watch the Australian Survivor, um, Riley sat down with one of the great players, Gerald, for this season, and that will be available Monday uh, evening if you're in Australia. If you're in the US, it will be Sunday during the day, so keep an eye out for that. We also have one last retrospective that we pre-recorded that will drop tomorrow as well. So luckily I don't have to be ready and get up early to do that one. But overall, I'll see you guys next week. I've also got only one podcast and one show to look after at the moment. So really looking forward to that so I can give you guys everything when we do this next week again. It was great having you guys on the show. Talk to you next time. Thanks, Live Crowd, and see you. Bye. <laughs>